Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday. It is uh, rolling along the 12th day of July, 2023. 7122023 is your date. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world. I might add the hot gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk, 1400 a.m. And 107.1 FM, don't you know? That's right. We're AM FM now here at uh, Sports Talk KSHP. All right. Well, look, we're about uh, 12 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time here on this Wednesday as we kick off another week covering racing Las Vegas style. And here in Las Vegas, the uh, sky is blue without a cloud. The sun is shining and it is bright and the ground is dry. And it's going to be hot. As you know, we are going through a heat warning here in Las Vegas. It's always fast, firm, and perfect in the books. But out here, you know, it's hot. Right now, right now in Las Vegas, it's 90 degrees. 90 degrees right now. We're going to get up to 109, which means we've got 19 more degrees to go until we cop out and top out today. It is a cop-out. But then uh, we get into Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, through the weekend. Our high on Thursday, tomorrow, is going to get to 111. Our high on Friday is going to get to 113. Our high on Saturday will be 117. And our high on Sunday will be 118 degrees, so the weatherman says. Wow. So we are in an excessive heat warning through Monday. Tuesday is going to cool off a couple of degrees to down to 115, but that's the way it is right here in Las Vegas. And, you know, uh, we are uh, a lot of the country really is going through heat warnings as well. Now, as far as uh, the weather conditions around the country, up and down Pacific Coast, clear, Gulf Coast, clear, Atlantic Coast, clear. On the west, Clear. For the most part, Midwest clear. The Northeast is getting slammed with that 
the weather, with the rain, so much rain. You've seen, you've seen all of the footage, all of the uh, reports coming out of that part of the country. So we really, we really, uh, we are concerned about that. That's for sure. And right now, overall, Iowa is really where all the uh, action, if any, is. But the damage has already been done, but the flooding and all that. And they say there might be more on the way in that area as well, a little bit later on. You got 91 in Miami, Phoenix 112. It's going to be higher here. To, no, we're going to be 111. We missed it by a degree. Uh, New York, 93. We get to 93 in New York. That's saying something. And uh, Washington, D.C., 93. Chicago, 76, with the uh, thunderstorms going through there from Iowa, etc. So that's the way the weather is. But if you're listening here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, 107.1 FM, got to tell you, if you're anywhere in a heat warning area, just stay hydrated. Drink water. Drink water and then drink more water. You got to stay hydrated. If you get to the point where you feel dehydrated, it's too late. So stay hydrated out there. Keep the kids and the pets out of the sun. Don't let them get out there too long. Shorter periods of time outside. Just stay inside. Get that air conditioning going. And uh, certainly uh, check on the elderly and, and uh, older folks with asthma, etc. that might have a hard time with the heat. Just check on them. Make sure they're okay, okay? All right. Well, we are in a transition p- period right now. As you know, Southern California racing, thoroughbred racing, uh, ended on Sunday at the Los Alamitos. And now they're going to take until the 21st of this month. Now, you know. As we said, today is the 12th, so we got nine more days until they pop open Del Mar on the 21st, Friday the 21st. And Saratoga is going to open tomorrow. And then we will be, by the 21st, we will be on uh, that uh, great magic carpet ride that horse players are on from coast to coast, from the upstate New York Spa to the beach in Southern California with the Saratoga in the morning and Del Mar in the afternoon. Really great time ahead for uh, race players, etc. And so uh, we're waiting on that. And as we move through uh, this waiting period, we have uh, some other things obviously going on. Uh, coming up uh, this weekend, as far as uh, stakes races are concerned, tomorrow, with the kickoff of Saratoga, you'll have the uh, Schuylerville a Grade uh, 3 for two-year-old fillies. And uh, and then on uh, Saturday, or make that Friday, I should say, on Friday, Saratoga will come back with a couple of races for three-year-old fillies, one on the turf, one on the dirt, the sprint, five and a half furlongs on the turf, the Coronation Cup, and uh, the one-mile Wilton on the main. And then we'll roll into the first weekend of uh, spa racing, where Saratoga will kick in with three stakes races, the Diana, grade one on the turf, the Kelso, grade three on the turf, and the Sanford, a grade three for two-year-olds at six furlongs. Laurel Park will check in with the three stakes races on Saturday. Delaware Park, a couple. Canterbury Park will have uh, four stakes races at 50000 a copy. And so we will be moving on, getting ready for Del Mar and participating at Saratoga, that is for sure. 
do have uh, one thing to report, though. <clears throat> As you know, we, we're going from Belmont to Saratoga, Los Alamitos to Del Mar. And in Northern California, the Northern California Racing Fairs concluded at Pleasanton also on Saturday. And they'll be moving to Sacramento. But here's the deal. Sacramento opens on Friday, and so far they are going to race on Friday, but they have posted cancellations on the Equibase website for uh, Saturday and Sunday because of the weather. So we are assuming that it's it's going to be uh, the heat warnings up there will be too hot to race, but they have posted already on Equibase uh, cancellations for Saturday and Sunday at Sacramento, the Northern California Racing Fair Circuit. But they're going to open on Friday. So we'll wait and see. That has been posted on Equibase. We'll wait and see if uh, they change their minds on that. All right. Now, on today's show, we have uh, Jonathan Hardoon will be with us. Uh, we're going to have John Lindo checking in, giving us a little Delmar heads up. What's going on down there? John, uh, John Lindo will be doing a Saratoga sheet before Delmar opens, though, as well. And I asked Jerry Jackowitz to come on a little bit earlier to just kind of give us a heads up on not the basic handicapping uh, principles, because we all have them for racing, but what you should look for that may be a little bit of an edge when they get the Saratoga, like uh, the intent of the horsemen. You know, a lot of trainers point towards Saratoga and Del Mar. The intent uh, there, the, the, the way the racetracks play out, etc. And, of course... Uh, with the Saratoga, how the weather goes rolling through there, where it can change with a blink of an eye. <clears throat> we understand that Kentucky has uh, passed a sports betting bill, and they hope to have that sports betting bill up in time for the NFL season. And the sports betting bill will be uh, concentrated, I guess, at racing facilities right now. So that ought to be exciting for those folks in Kentucky. And, of course, here in Las Vegas, never a dull moment, the World Series of Poker, the 54th edition of the World Series of Poker, the main event, is underway. It's, it was a $10,000 buy-in, and they got a record of 10,043 entrants at ten grand a copy for this main event. Now, it started on uh, the 30th of May. It'll run through the 18th of uh, July, so they're getting down to the nitty-gritty there. Uh, the prize pool, almost $94 million in prize pool funding. The winner is going to get $12.1 million. And if you finish in the top 1,507, 1,507 is the cutoff. At uh, 1,507, you're going to get fifteen grand. So if you, if you just made 1,507, you got your ten grand back plus five. And they're going to have a drawing. This is interesting. They're going to have a drawing, and in that drawing, the winner of that drawing, that player, will get a free main event seat for the next 30 years. Wow. Crazy stuff. All right. Uh, we will get started with our first break on today's show, and then when we come back, we'll be looking for your racing menu for today. Yeah, there is racing out there. And, of course, Jonathan Nardoon, John Lindo, and Jerry J. to talk a little bit about what's coming up with Del Mar and Saratoga. So don't you do it. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Not Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show Alrighty, just taking a look ahead uh as we uh, said a few days ago on the show we found out from uh, del mar's uh staff over there that they're already sold out for opening day at del mar i guess they have a, a cap on how many people can be at the track or at least how many people will get advanced tickets the tickets are sold out for opening day at Del Mar because, you know, they have that hat contest and all. Everybody's just crazy to get out there on opening day and uh, with the big crowd there. And on opening day, Del Mar is going to guarantee $1 million in their pick six pool. Oh, yeah. That'll, that's a no-brainer. But anyhow, it's nice that they're doing that. That's for sure. You know, come on. Let's uh, give them kudos when we can. All right. So here's the menu of racetracks available today in the racebooks, simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect the starting times, the first post times of and in the Pacific time zone. Because that's where we're at here in Las Vegas, as you know. And uh, these are the first post times we'll, we'll roll out in our race books today. We are Race Day Las Vegas, after all. So, if you're listening on the other platforms that we have, like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, or your devices, your iPhones or your Androids with the KSHP app that you put on so you can hear us now, or anywhere you get your podcasting, however, wherever, whenever, Welcome to the show, and don't forget to adjust the first post times to the Pacific time zone if you're not in it, so you don't miss anything, okay? Like I miss mom and dad. All right, here's the menu for today. We begin with Delaware Park. Delaware Park has a first post time of 9.30 a.m. today. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you ready? Okay, okay. Just want to make sure. Uh, second up is uh, Penn National. 
Penn National's uh, first, uh, I'm sorry, did I say Penn National? Parks Racing, Penn National's later. Parks Racing is next. Their first post time is 9.40. They keep posting two pick five jackpot carryovers. Either it's 206199 or 190202 whatever the case may be. It's a lot of money in the pick five jackpot carryover at Parks. First post time is 9.40. Then we get to Finger Lakes which starting tomorrow will not be the only upstate New York racetrack open, but it is today. Finger Lakes' first post time is 10.15, 10.15 at Finger Lakes. Following that comes Horseshoe, Indianapolis. Horseshoe, Indianapolis has a first post time of 11.30, 11.30 at Horseshoe, Indianapolis today. Following that, we have Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs has a first post time of 12 high noon Pacific time. Then we get the Hawthorne Racecourse. Hawthorne Racecourse has a super high five jackpot carryover today of $144,612. Yeah. First post time at Hawthorne is at 12.30. And then we go to Penn National. Penn National's first post time is 3 p.m. 3 p.m. first post at Penn National. And we wrap it up with the eight tracks on our racing menu for today with Canterbury Park. Canterbury Park's first post time is 3.05. And that's your uh, racing menu for today as we uh, start another week of racing, Las Vegas style. All right, time uh, to check in with Jonathan Hardoon where he's right in the hub of all the anticipatory action going on for the opening at Saratoga tomorrow. Jonathan, good morning. Ralph, how are you? I am fine, man. I'm going to tell you, I do believe that... uh, the town is really hopping by now, isn't it, Saratoga? It's certainly starting to. Uh, you went for coffee and bagels this morning. You had to wait. Uh, usually no no line, but uh, today there was certainly a line, and tomorrow it'll be even longer. Uh, we had a lot of, lot of rain, Ralph, on Monday and Sunday and Monday. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, half this place was flooded out, and uh, Vermont, which is not that far away, is oh. totally flooded man but uh, believe it or not uh, i was at the track this morning the track is dry uh, the, the turf i guess had a little given it but uh, they still have a full day of sunshine today so hopefully it'll warm up but you know in saratoga like yeah. uh, florida it could rain at any time but as of now it is clear and beautiful yeah what do they say about the weather at saratoga if you don't like how the weather is uh, stick around for 10 minutes it'll change <laughs> or cross the street <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's for sure. You know, and by the way, uh, Saratoga has a harness track. People don't talk about that, but Saratoga Harness, I guess they get a lot of business during the uh, thoroughbred meet, too, because people do double headers, don't they? Yeah, they go there. It's entertainment, I guess, at night. They have a casino there as well. It's literally directly across the street mm-hmm. from uh, the track. And uh, the funny thing was that during COVID, Saratoga itself was closed, but uh, the harness track was open <laughs> for simulcasting. So. You figure it out because I can't. Uh, I can never figure out COVID. I'm just uh, happy I didn't get it. Um, uh, our man, Rich Hang, is going to be up there. I think it's uh, this weekend at the uh, Hall of Fame, the National Hall of Fame, doing a book signing with his book, uh, you know, Horse Racing for Dummies. But uh, I guess, uh, did they not move the beautiful statue from... Uh, Arlington Park that they destroyed there, the first Arlington Million where John Henry and the Bart came down to the wire, that huge, big statue. Did they not move it up to the museum up there? Is that what I heard? That's what I heard also. I haven't been to it 
to the museum yet this year, but uh-huh. uh, it's also across the street from the track on the other side. And uh, it's a great place. If you've yeah. never been there, you want to go there. It's You could spend hours there. It's kind of like the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. If you're into horse racing, you'll love it. And uh, even for the novice, uh, it's something to see. Yeah, no question about that. If you, uh, By the way, that particular area there, right where Saratoga's and the uh, the harness track cross street and the museum there, that one little boulevard right there in front of there is so quaint and beautiful. It's it really gives you a great feeling going there, especially if the weather is nice when you're there. But and certainly all of the all of the restaurants, like the Seven Elevens, every place you go, you go in like you said, you go to get a cup of coffee, and either people are talking about racing. Or uh, you know they're they're talking about going to the track that day. It's really an atmosphere in that town, like it is at Del Mar and down downtown Del Mar, where people really get into the horse racing is the subject of conversation all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, you go to dinner and you're having dinner, and the table next to you is Chad Brown, and on the other side is Pletcher, and then you go to another restaurant, you see Asmussen and Cox, and you know. Everybody just caught, mingles in together, and yeah. it's it's really terrific. It's it's quite an experience. Everyone should certainly put it on their bucket list. Del Mar is great. There's no question about it. But horse players, in my opinion, Saratoga is the place to be. I got to tell I've you, I've been to both. I got to tell you that there was one year where, uh, and it wasn't a bucket list. It's just the way it happened uh, professionally with the covering racing and all that that I actually went to uh, Saratoga and Del Mar in the same year, in the same season. It was really nice. But I any, did that I, also one year. I ended up at, at uh, Del Mar for um, Labor Day weekend after spending oh. the entire meet at Saratoga, and it's terrific. It really is. Listen, uh, Del Mar has uh, the women and, and the beaches, and Saratoga has uh, hardcore horse players. But, again, it no, depends no. on what you're into, and it, there's something for everyone at both places. De- Del Mar has the women and the beaches, and Saratoga has the horse players and the women. <laughs> <laughs> They're both <Exactly>. places. <laughs> In any case, it's going to be a lot of fun, Jonathan. Um, I know that there's a lot of been a lot of stuff going on in in racing with the the HISA rules and regulations and trainers that are getting uh, you know uh, suspensions and all that, and jockeys who are sitting out with uh, whip suspensions for a day or two, etc. But it was sure fun. Uh, not changing the subject, but kind of. It was sure fun to watch uh, the last weekend at Belmont where brothers Ortiz, Jose, and Irad really went at it to see who was going to become the uh, leading jockey at the Belmont Belmont meet. Now, Irad had three winners on Saturday that got him to 58 winners, and Jose had 59. So it was 59 uh, I believe to, I'm sorry, it was uh, 59 to 55. I take that back. 59 to 55 on Saturday. But Irad won three races on Sunday that tightened it up to 58 and 59. And uh, Irad had a chance, uh, both in the eighth and ninth races, not only to tie but take the lead. He did not do it. So Brother Jose held on and won. Uh, the title, 59 victories over 58 for Irad. So, you, you know, you, you add it up. And there's 117 wins between those two jocks. And the funny thing is, Ralph, the, call, the last race of the meet on Sunday, the last race, Irod was on a horse that was listed at 21, 20 to 1 morning line for David Dunk. The board opened up and he was 8 to 5. 
you know, so people are paying attention and, and I guess they were, they put a lot of money on him early. He ended up drifting up, but, uh, and he, you know, he just didn't look like he, he looked like a 20 to one shot and he ran like a 20 to one shot, but people were, were betting that he would tie his brother. And, uh, it's going to be great at Saratoga because you have Pratt full time. You have the Ortiz brothers, you have yeah. Gap Leon coming here. I mean, this you have Louis Sayas spending the meet here. So this is really a, a who's who of horse racing as far as the jocks are concerned. And every year, the Ortiz brothers, you don't want to leave them out, but they also they also are way over bet and they're underlays and, uh, you know. Good handicapping yeah. angle then, don't, uh, because with that, uh, that star-studded uh, colony of jockeys, uh, when you get uh, Flavian Pratt or Luis Saez, or Gaffleon aboard, there's not a big drop-off between talent. So if there's a big drop-off as far as the odds on the horses are concerned, the horses, uh, after your handicapping, uh, look to figure. Uh, that's a good way of, of uh, also attacking uh, Saratoga. That's not it's not just quite the same when you get down to the uh, bigger meets in, at Belmont and Aqueduct, right? Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of so-called dumb money because you have a lot of tourists here. So they're going to just be betting jockeys and everybody knows Ortiz. You know, it took him for a while to figure out who, who Flavian Pratt was, but not that long. He won five races, I think, the other day here in New York. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to be well represented. It's really, I mean, you got the, the, the Ortiz brothers, you got Sayers and you got Pratt. Yeah, and that's not even counting Rosario and, and Gaffleone, like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. Manny Franco. You know, these guys win a ton of races, and uh, I, hopefully, there's enough horses for all of them to ride. And two jockeys that I like when they're on long shots are Jose Lascano and uh, Kendrick Carmouche. I think they uh, <laughs> exactly. win this year. You know, yeah. so it's going to be and fun. You could throw Trevor McCarthy in there also because yeah. he yeah. can win his handful of races and. Uh, and make it's it going to be a great season. Hopefully, we get we get through it safe with no problems and uh, no crazy pizza getting involved and Heisa sticking their two cents in. And <laughs> all the bad things. I knew you couldn't go through a show on a soapbox yeah, well. that you could have without <laughs> mentioning at least them. That's for sure. But then again, I did too. Uh, you know, here's the thing, though. I do want to emphasize that uh, I'll give you a little bit of a correction. It's not dumb money. It's novice money. We don't want to call. Okay, we don't right. want to call the players dumb out there. They're no, they're no, just no novice. not at all. Yeah. I said they were tourists. Yeah. Tourist. Yeah. novice money. There you go. Now, that's good stuff there. That's for sure. And like you said, the trainers. I'll bet you Chad Brown has a corner on all the turf stakes races over the first weekend. Yeah, and he's probably got three of them in each race, and uh, <laughs> hopefully there'll be more than six entries because. You know, this is his meat. He was born and raised up here in Saratoga in a town, one town over. And this is the most important meat of the year for him. It used to be Pletcher, but Pletcher now, to be honest with you, concentrates more in Gulfstream. You know, that's what he points for. Certain trainers point for certain meats. And uh, the last couple of years, it's just been all Chad Brown. Well, we know for a fact that both Saratoga and Del Mar are the places where all of these very expensive, royally bred youngsters, these two-year-olds that made it through all of the sales at Keeneland, etc., wind up showing up. So we have, we have really, uh, they, uh, Saratoga and Del Mar become the window of the future, is, and we never know when we're going to see a future real big champion. And, of course, uh, Pl- and Pletcher does have a lot of those. Yeah. 
Well, Pletcher has them. Cox, Cox has, has them. them yeah. Newsom has them. You mm-hmm. want the whole list? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. You know, it's it's. Yeah, uh, they all are low. Everyone came to to, to, to this meet loaded, loaded. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting, and you're going to really see some terrific uh, performances and stars of the future. There's no question about it. Same thing for Delmar. Right. I'm sure Baffert is loaded. Huh. I'm sure there are other trainers loaded, but here it's really spread out. You got. At least five big barns that have nothing but million-dollar horses. Now, uh, Jonathan, I know that, uh, for example, uh, I know that you were out at the track this morning, were you not? Yes, I was. Okay, so we're going to kind of depend on you to give us a little bit of the two-year-olds as they show up in the races of what's going on down there as far as, uh, you know, uh, horses that... Uh, well, some of them will have uh, certainly a lot of advanced billing to them, but then there'll be some nice ones out there that uh, you know, uh, you know, will catch an eye in the morning because the two-year-old racing, like you say, both at Del Mar and at Saratoga, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's for sure. And we started out uh, with the uh, Schuylerville tomorrow, right? Yeah, they have a, a couple of big stake races, but the Schuylerville is a big one tomorrow for two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what happens. Yeah, no and question. by the way, you have Lucas shipping in also with, uh, from what I hear, a barn full of good young two-year-olds. So. I think he has also a horse in the Schuylerville tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, when I looked at those entries. He, he does. He has a horse that ran at Ellis Park last time out and actually ran very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saratoga Secret is the horse's name. And Louis Sayas rode. He rode him at Ellis Park when uh, she broke her maiden. And uh, she's in tomorrow, and she's listed at the four, as the four to one uh, second choice on the morning line. Pletcher has the favorite in there with uh, Wine on Tap, uh-huh. who was also ultra impressive in her first one. And so, we, and we know go. we're going to get the inside track on all the Brad Cox sources from you, right? Yes, we are. All right. Okay. Well, I know. Uh, Pay to listen to Thorough uh, to uh, Race Day Las Vegas and uh, for Thoroughbreds. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, since, uh, do you have any sheets today? No, nothing. Nothing, nothing huh? Getting warmed up for tomorrow. Oh, oh, listen to this, folks. If he has no sheets, trust me when I tell you, the better half of the entries got him doing a honeydew list. <laughs> That's for sure. Actually, I'm headed back to the track. Yeah, I'll bet you are to get away from the honeydew list. <laughs> I have a list of things that I have to do. Yeah, I'll bet you do. <laughs> and it doesn't include any anything at the house. That's for sure. All right, Jonathan, we'll let you escape the house and go back to the track and give us all that good stuff tomorrow. How about that? Great, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. Thank you. All right. You got it, my man. We're in search of uh, Jerry Jackowitz and John Lendo, so don't go away. Bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, we're continuing on with the uh, conversation about Saratoga because, after all, they will start their meet tomorrow, and uh, Del Mar still nine days away. My goodness. Anyhow, we'll bring in Jerry Jackwitz right now. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph, and everybody out there. Well, I know you're getting ready for Saratoga, and it's always a special meet, as Del Mar is. And uh, Jonathan and I were talking about uh, that is, of course, the... Uh, the starting point for all these uh, big-priced, uh, royally-bred two-year-olds to start their racing careers. And you never know when you're going to see a super horse on the track during the meet uh, at Saratoga or Del Mar, right? Oh, you surely will. You know, now, when I think of uh, Saratoga, I have, like, all of these different thoughts that that come to mind. Um, the first one was watching Alidar win the uh, Whitney uh, in, I guess it was 1978 as a three-year-old. Yeah, he was and, a three-year-old uh, in 78. That's when he ran. Right, and he, um, uh, yeah, I think I got there. He, in 78, he just uh, left a field of four-year-olds in the dust. <laughs> there's, there's that, and then, of course, um, you know, watching Conquistador Cielo get beat, which is, you know, the graveyard of favorites, even though favorites run very hot up at, at Saratoga. That, so. That's what I wanted to ask you. I know they have, that's the moniker or the saying there, graveyard of champions, right. graveyard of right. favorites. That, I think, got that way because the great man of war got beat there. Right. Secretariat got beat there. So, you know, you take really like super champions that did get beat there. And I guess that moniker is why they label it that. But uh, like you said, when you look at the statistics, favorites do well at Saratoga, don't they? Yeah, Saratogas do well. And a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, there's a certain sense of... um, Horses being prepped for the meet and, you know, owners and trainers and the insiders, we'll call them the insiders, uh, they do bet. They do have a, <laughs> they do have a pension to go to the windows. So, you know, they're all, everybody's trying to, to, uh, cash their tickets, so, so to speak. So they see in the morning which horses are really, really coming to hand and taking, well to the surface and um and uh i guess they go after them so you the point is for us is that we do have to be a little bit aware of the odds board and we do have to um really kind of put the odds through uh, the crucible of our analysis to decide you know when i see a horse that i think has absolutely no shot that's getting bet yeah um take take a second look Oh yeah, that me that horse is going to get put into my number uh-huh. at the very least. Oh really? Okay. Right. If I see a horse, oh absolutely, you know, because uh, money money does f- foretell the future in some cases. But if I see a horse that I think should be three to one or or five to two, and he's suddenly two to one, to me that's just a handicapping error. So I don't worry about that so much. All right. Well, yeah, we I know that I may not be using. We know that at Saratoga, you know, like Rispoli bets. We know that Rispoli horses right. are always going to get bet. But uh, I, you know, getting up to Saratoga, like at Del Mar, is like uh, the owners. You know, they spend all this money for these high-priced horses. They want they want to bring friends and everything out to a place like that. 
Sure. And get their pitcher taken in the winner's circle, and the trainers know that because they're paying the bills the rest of the year. So that's a, a, that's a dynamic too, right? Right. Well, can you imagine, Ralph, uh, you know, you know, Fred and Lou go up to uh, Saratoga to watch Fred's horse run, and Lou decides to bet against him? I don't, <laughs> no, I don't so. know. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> he may not bet the race, but I don't think he'll bet it against him, that's for sure. Right. He's, you know, he's got a... He's got to be on the team. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of that that goes on, and it, it's part of the, it's part of understanding Saratoga. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the main thing I'd want to impart to all of our listeners, your listeners, I should say. Ours, go ahead. Okay. Is that, um, of all the cor- tracks that have a horse for course flavor, Saratoga uh-huh. is the most, most horse for course of any of the New York tracks. Wow, really? And, Yes, and quite frankly, Aqueduct and Belmont have a, a sense of horse for courseness themselves, um, and it's understandable because you know it's not only about the track; it's about temperature. Some horses, you know, really are better in the winter. Some are better in the summer. Some have allergies; they can't run in the summer until mm. the winter. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons. That those are some of the reasons why they may like Aqueduct over Belmont or Belmont over Aqueduct. Yeah. But going to Saratoga is different. It's a different altitude. It's a different composition. Um, Temperature-wise, the horses have to be able to handle that climate. And all of those things go into making a horse happy up at Saratoga. And we know, <laughs> that, you know, four-star Dave is the, the oh, four-star. Wow. <laughs> we know there are certain horses that... They're like different animals up there. Yeah. They're just completely so different. So how, how would you identify it for folks? Do you incorporate that in your uh, handicapping sheet every day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, okay. well, it's, easy, it's easier for me in some, in some regards because, let's say, for example, the horse has run at Saratoga last year, and mm-hmm. let's say he's running um, uh, 66, 67 at Belmont, and obviously he goes to Saratoga, runs 68, 68 and a half, then goes back to Belmont or Aqueduct, runs 65, 66. Next time he comes up to Saratoga, I have a pretty good idea that he's going to run better at Saratoga. So I already can see that in speed figures. I mean, I can see it really very empirically. I don't have to. Wow. I don't have to guess too much. I don't say, oh, he had a good finish, but the field was good. So that, I, don't have to, I don't have to tease it too much. Right. So that is one of the uh, different unique angles that uh, people have to be aware of when they start uh, oh, handicapping sure. Saratoga. But you incorporate it in your numbers, so all they got to do is go to Jerry J's power right, page. And sure. I'll tell you another thing up. you don't have to worry about too yeah. much is if a horse comes out to Belmont in um, June or you know the end of May or June and he runs um, – kind of a not-so-great race, uh-huh. but he's run well at Saratoga in the ah. past. It's not such a bad deal. He's ah, fresh, little, he's fit. Little he Saratoga, a little Saratoga prep at Belmont, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on a okay. track maybe he doesn't like, All going right. to a track he does like. I mean, And those are the kind of angles you just generally, generally want in horse racing, mm-hmm. is to find a horse doing something that on a track he doesn't like and then going to a circumstance or track he does like. You know, but for the turf. people who uh, don't follow as closely as you do, you right. incorporate all of that in the numbers that you have on the power pages then. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, you know, uh, and, you know, again, I've, I've kept my prices very low over the, over the course of 
In fact, I haven't raised my prices since I came in business in 1998. Wow. And I, I'm getting yelled at all the time by my wife, but that's the way I want to do it. And um, she's okay with it, you know, yeah. but, but we keep our prices the same because I don't expect people to play every day, but I think they want to follow the meat. The more they follow it, the days they do play, I think they do better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have that Saratoga special for the power page, $120. You get it emailed to you every, for the whole meet. It's, it's gotta tell you though, Jerry, gotta tell you though, right now, Jerry, horse players, you're sitting there saying, well, you know, they may want not play every day, but uh, they want to follow it. If you're going to start following it, if you have an intention to follow it and spend some time, you're going to want to play every day. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, that may be true too. Yeah. But you know, you you know, you may have to go to work. You might have to phone in a bed. Yeah, you got phone. You got phone apps. That's what they're for. Phone apps right. and all that stuff. That's that that use. That's old school. You know. <laughs> oh, I got to go. I got, but I got to get out in time to make. But not not anymore. You just take a bathroom break. Go in there and make your bed, <laughs> and so on. <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, we're gonna. Uh, you want to stick around? Okay, uh, John Lindo is gonna. I'm gonna weave him into the conversation. Yeah, I want to talk about the turf course. Yeah. Okay. Saratoga's turf course. Yes. Okay. Good. We'll be right back with uh, John and Jerry. So don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, conversations of the spa and the beach going on for horse racing. We're going to bring in John Lindo now. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, and Jerry is right along with us. Now, Jerry, you wanted to wrap up real quick about uh, the turf. Well, I just wanted to say that the inner turf course has very tight turns, and uh, so if you're outside posted, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a bigger challenge. If you're out there in the seven, eight, nine, ten posts, it, it's much harder. And so you, horses out there, you either need to get bigger odds on than you should, uh-huh. or you've got to you've got to calculate them differently, or you have to look at them as the type of horses that you know maybe can break out of the gate and outbreak the field and then Clear shuttle the in either on the lead or, yeah. or fall in right behind the lead. you got to look for a trip from out there. You can't... All right, so in other words, when you got a horse on the outside, it's not only uh, how he stacks up against the field, but because he's on the outside, you have to try to formulate uh, a trip in your mind to get him to win the race. Right. Okay, but the corollary to that is 
when you see a horse who's raced from one of those outside post positions that he didn't fare all that well, it's not a big knock. Kind of don't worry about it too much. Oh, okay. Go to, right. you, you want to kind of right. feel the form of the horse. Right. Maybe that's actually a good conditioner for him. All right. You got it. Uh, John, you've been listening to some of this stuff. I know that uh, we're going to be talking extensively with you next week about uh, the Del Mar and its idiosyncrasies. But you're going to be doing uh, Saratoga for the next week uh, with the Lindell Report as well, right? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, I agree with Jerry. I, I think tactical speed's important on that inner turf course there. Like I said, the turns are sharp, sharp, and uh, it's going to be hard to work out trips in those big fields. So you better be tactical. You better save some ground when you can. And, uh, you know, and I, I think it just helps the, the top riders again. Those are the guys that are used to finding position, aren't afraid to go through the inside, and, uh, yeah, that, that course, I like uh, tactical speed a little bit more than I do on the melon course, the outer course. And, you know, uh, Jonathan earlier was talking about uh, the talent is so deep at Saratoga. Now, we went through the Jose and Irad uh, show this weekend over at Belmont to see who was going to be the leading rider. And uh, they put on a show right to the last race. But you've got Irad, you've got Jose, you've got Luis Saez. I believe that Luis Saez, did he not win the jockey title there last year? I thought he might. I don't know if he won Saratoga. I don't have that in front of me, yeah. but uh, you know he's been been, been based in Kentucky for the spring, so yeah. he, it'll be good he, to sure see him could. back up there. He, he does very well up there, and then uh, of course uh, you know you talk about uh, those three. You got Flavian Pratt, who's an X factor up there this year. We know how he can ride, and he uh, adapts to racetracks with his uh, unique uh, style and and his uh, talents. And then uh, then you, you don't get a drop-off when you get guys like Gaff Leon or, uh, you know, Kendrick Carmouche or uh, Louis Saez. I mean, you got a whole bunch of great jockeys out there, and most of them have ridden at least once uh, uh, at uh, Saratoga. Yeah, I didn't hear either you guys mention Johnny Velasquez either. He, he's been known to get around that course. Well, how about right? uh, not mentioning Joel Rosario, too, huh, right? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> I mean, come on, it's, right? It's a deep, deep room back there at Saratoga. Not, and, and how how do you uh, do you just is is it not a big factor for you, Jerry, because of the talent so deep? Oh, I don't. I, the jockeys you almost don't have to pay attention to because yeah. they're all so excellent. Yeah. So yeah. it's really it's really as our old friend Pat McWigan would say, it's horse racing. I'm going to be handicapping the horses. I don't worry too much about jockeys up there, but you know, there's obviously some some. Guys whose agents are really, you know, where the jockeys probably are a little more more uh, important is with the two year olds. Well, you know, where you, I would think the the because the, 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 the agents have been jockeying for position on those two year olds yeah. for quite a while. And I would think, uh, John, that uh, you as an owner know that uh, the jockeys that get on the better two year olds are the guys that are out there in the morning and working those horses and getting very familiar with the uh, youngsters, right? Well, yeah, I, I think that's more of a jockey-trainer combination. You know, uh, Alinda Rice will use a Jose Lascano, one of the lesser names out there. Uh, you, want, you want the people that are working in those barns on a regular basis know the idiosyncrasies and have probably test-driven some of those babies. Mm -hmm. And when they come out running, you know, Steve Asbuston's going to use a Tyler Gaffleone. And, uh, you know, there, there are guys that will use Jose and, and a guy will use Irad and a guy will use Joel Rosario. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see them line up with their regular clients when they go to the two-year-olds. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, that is, uh, you know, those, 
when you line up with the uh, the barn that you're used to, uh, it does make a lot of sense. That's for sure. And you're going to get, uh, as Jonathan also said, after uh, they overbet Ired and and uh, Jose, you're going to get good prices on these other jockeys that are just as talented. So you got to look for value at Saratoga, right? Uh, right, Jerry. Absolutely. You got to look for value everywhere whenever you play horses. When you put your money down, when you're taking on delays, yeah. you're going to take the worst of it. You're just not going to overcome uh overcome that. It's all about playing, you know, good price horses. That's why we use the win place right. um combination in exactness so much. That's so much why we talk about it, so that that price horse can run first or second for you and help build a build a price. You've got to stay away from the underlays. Yeah, and I, I worry about them. I, I uh, got to say, though, that at Saratoga, you can get overlays more at Saratoga on uh, jockeys that are very talented than you can in some other places, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny Velasquez, you're going to get prices on, believe it or not. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, they're all good. I do want to, you know, I do expect uh, to, for you guys to give me a little insight as we move forward to uh, Del Mar. But uh, tomorrow is opening day at Saratoga. And, John, uh, you're going to be doing a Lindo report at least for the first week there, right? Yeah, for sure the first week. And we'll see how things line up. And uh, one thing to keep in mind, too, Ralph, that's different from, from California. You know, we have the early pick five with a 14% uh, takeout. Uh-huh. Saratoga, both their pick fives are at 15%. So that's a good number. Their uh, exacto wagering takeout is 18.5%. That's low. And they restrict those computer wagering guys from the wind pools with three minutes to post. Hallelujah. So we shouldn't see those drastic odds changes that we see in California. So these are all things that are going to help the player. You want to play in player-friendly pools. Those yeah. are three pools to consider. Well, we're going to start doing that tomorrow, that's for sure. I want to thank uh, Jonathan, John, and Jerry for interesting conversation today. And tomorrow we'll look at Saratoga's opener. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. 